is so many people fail. And that what that's what happened in Alberta. It's happened out, out in Ontario before and BC before. And it's it's all about building the right structure and foundation now. You're listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Welcome back, Right Club Nation, to another episode of the Right Club Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Larby. Sarah, what's going on? What's new in the world of uh, real estate investing from your side of things? Oh, what's new? Well, I started the renovations on the Burlington house, which we may flip or we may keep, but we're kind of torn right now on do we start flipping a little bit to create some cash as well, or do we burr this and pull out the cash and do another one? I don't know yet. But uh, that's, it's really fun because you know what, it's, it's nice to have contractors that I can rely on. And uh, it's funny because they said, they'll send me like little update videos. And so I know that they're like hard at work because I see the progress and good guys for sure. I'm super happy I found them. It is going to be really like a whole reno. So, but it's fun. It's fun. I'm excited. What about uh, you? That's cool. You know what? And that's the, the interesting part is that like, as you gain more and more experience through all the the projects that you've been a part of and all the ones that you've decided not to do is that you get that experience that you can have a couple different options with real estate. It gives you that flexibility, that ability to be like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to sell it, keep it, pull some money out. How do I want to make the most money? Right. And, or, you know, and, and what's the, the least path of resistance. So, so good for you. And uh, I know that's your, that's your bread and butter. So good job on that from uh, yeah, from my side of things, I'm really pumped up is uh, we had our first tour stop last night uh, or yesterday actually in Sarnia. So we're going across Ontario, Jag Properties is going across Ontario, educating realtors and investors on how the rent to own strategy works. So we were in Sarnia next month, February the 4th, we're in Windsor. So we're in Windsor and then we're going to Chatham in London in April and March or March and April. I'm getting my months confused. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Bringing on more uh, tenant buyers. Uh, we've brought on a couple more staff at Jag Properties now too. So that's growing and expanding, but what's keeping us busy is this, the online community, which is, uh, is going to be launching soon. So this is, uh, this is going to be a little bit premature to the launch, but if you haven't uh, heard about it and you want more information, you want to be the first to know about the online community, make sure that you uh, get, reach out to either Sarah uh, or myself at Sarah at the right club.com or Alfonso at the right club.com. We'll make sure that you're at the front of the line to get registered up for that online community. Cause once it drops, this thing is going to be like wildfire. It's going to, it's going to be amazing. And you're going to want to be a part of it. Absolutely. But you know what, we've got lots of great things going on, but you know, who's got also something awesome going on is Jared Hope. And this is in conjunction with the right club and he's coming to speak on February 1st. And it really is an event that you do not want to miss. It's really going to be impactful. And I think, I think it's going to be a game changer moving forward. You go to this event and guaranteed you're going to have specific tools and things to, to apply in your real life situation so that your life can change and your real estate investing career and business can change as well. We had a super fun podcast with him. He knows his stuff. He's got 150 properties and uh, built systems around it. And not only that, but he, his mindset is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, Jared. Jared is a complete beast. He is. He is as a machine. And you know what? I love his no BS mentality, man. He just calls it as it is. Tells you what you think. And you know what? Uh, we're lucky enough to meet him when he when he first spoke back at our November event. 
uh, or October event, I'm getting confused now, but he spoke on the stage at one of our evening events and, and the feedback and, you know, the, the good things that we heard from, from you, the Right Club Nation, about Jared. We said we have to bring him back. We, we, we want more of him. So we, we convinced him and, uh, to do a full-day event, on, like Sarah said, on February the 1st. And even just as we kind of, you know, leading up to the recording of this podcast and, you know, as we finished up with Jared as well, too, and I think we spoke for like maybe almost another hour uh, before and after the podcast about what the event, what's going to entail and what's going to go on. And it's, it's amazing. Like I'm super excited to, to be there, to, to be a part of it. And, and really what's even more cool is that we get to offer this to, to you, the right club nation, that it's a full day of training event that you're going to walk away that day with something to do. It's not just theory. It's not just stories. It's, it's a combination of what are the next things that you need to do in, in, in your life and in your real estate, uh, real estate investing business to do. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. It's really great. Please rate and review it as well too, as well as some of our other podcasts. Sarah and I were talking about it just before we jumped on and recording. I want to thank all the people of the Right Club Nation that you know we meet at different places uh, at the Right Club events, obviously, but in other, in other events where they're coming up to you and be like, oh my God, I listen to you every day. Every time I'm in my car, you keep me company in my commute. I can't tell you, Sarah, how much fun this podcast has been and, and, uh, and, and the feedback from the people that are enjoying it. It's been amazing. So we want to hear more of that and we want to hear more about what you want to hear. So, uh, so again, reach out, but, um, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now guys, before we go into the episode, I will say, if you want to register, go to the rightclub.com, go to the calendar section and click on the February 1st event. And that is how you can register. And guys, it is, uh, we are limiting space, but there is still room. So please go on the rightclub.com calendars tab and click on February 1st, the date. Yes. All right. Let's get to the podcast. And uh, here's Jared Hope. Welcome to the Right Club podcast. Jared Hope, Sarah and I are super pumped to have you on and and, uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so pumped to have both of you guys. Like, this is like, this is crazy. This is like stars, like in, in my eyes right now. <laughs> nice. It's awesome to have you on this podcast because you were a guest on mine a little while back and we had a great, great conversation. One of the things that actually sticks out from one of my questions that I asked you is, how does somebody get to 150 properties? And you're like, just tell them not to do it. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't. Awesome. So super excited to have you on. And we're also coming to speak February 1st. So guys, come out and hear more of, uh, of what we're going to do today and talk about today, which is uh, some awesome, awesome stuff. So, so Jared, give us a, a little bit of an overview of uh, who you are and uh, your strategy and what your portfolio consists of. Oh, who I am, man, I'm 41 years old, started buying real estate in 2003. My wife is actually the one that made us get into real estate. I had zero interest in, in owning a rental property. And I never actually even thought about owning my own house back in 2003, believe it or not. And she made us, you know, we went to this program, went to this workshop, uh, this weekend thing. And, and next thing you know, we're out buying real estate. And my first year, we bought three. And my second year, our second year, sorry, we bought, we bought eight. And then our third year, we bought 64 and we just kept on going. And so today we have 150. I have about 19 full-time staff. We're out of Alberta and I have all my stuff, not all of that, about 110, 120 or so up in Grand Prairie, Alberta, which is about four hours north of Edmonton. For the longest time, I lived in Edmonton and all, all the rest are in Edmonton. But for the longest time, I lived in Edmonton about four and a half, five years ago, we decided to move to Kelowna. So now we live in Kelowna, invest in Alberta, 
And now that kind of wiped out that old saying, you know, you have to invest where you live. And I don't believe in investing where I live, period. And the best thing I've ever done is leave the place that I invest in. And, uh, you know, as far as strategies, I, I, I kind of implement everything. The only things probably I don't do are rent-to-owns. I've never done a rent-to-own. Other than that, I've done everything. I've done, we've bought and uh, renovated about 140 properties and sold them. I keep every third or fourth one. I typically am a buy and hold guy, but now in 2011, we got into the uh, of, renovating of suited houses. So like I say, we've done about 140, 150 of those since 2011. And now I'm a public speaker and, and I do a lot of teaching uh, across the country on real estate. Well, and we, we were, you know, you mentioned the public speaking. We were lucky enough to have you back, uh, I guess it was October that you, mm. you were on this, you were on the stage and like, I just remember the energy in that room. I think people left their cars in the parking lot, ended up just <laughs> flying home because they were just full of, full of energy. And, you know, just you give it to, you give it to everybody real, whether it's a conversation like having a coffee or you up off of the stage or us, even just before we started hitting the record button here, you, you give it real and it's not, you don't get a lot of that out there. You know, the right club nation, that's what we want to do. This is real people or we're doing real things. And, a guy that started in 2003 and now has, you know, a staff of almost 20 people, over 150 properties. That's, it, it's, it's possible. It's out there, but it's doing it the proper way. And that's the cool part is that now that we've kind of, you know, connected with you, you're now sharing that with our, with our people, with our right club nation. And that's what it's all about. So maybe for those people that are listening to this podcast and, you know, they maybe have a few rental properties and they're looking to scale. When you were in that 2003, those early stages, you know, what was the, what was the driver? What was the goal for, for you to keep it going and maybe to inspire some of the people? <laughs> this, is, this is a great question. It's a long winded, it's going to be a long winded answer. And so it's a good thing we have a four hour time block for this podcast. And totally kidding. First of all, uh, what you are doing out at the right club is unbelievable. And I, I've been on many, many stages across the country, many stages. And the energy that you guys put out was like, it was awesome. And I got goosebumps. I don't get nervous. I've talked to thousands of people and at a time and I don't get nervous. And when you guys were pumping the tunes and, and just rocking the house up and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm nervous. Like, what if I mess up? And uh, it, so what you guys, what you guys create out there in Burlington is unbelievable. So if you're a first time, if you're watching this, a long time follower, first time, you know, you think about coming out for the first time, like absolutely come out to you guys. You guys are going to love what, what these two are doing. With regards to um, scaling the business and, man, you know, like uh, when I first started, I didn't know what I was doing. And I followed groups and I followed people that were not telling me that. And they had stages, they had platforms, they had, you know, their milk cartons that they were standing on, just a figure of speech, that they were just giving advice that benefited them. They didn't want to lose membership. They didn't want to sell their programs. They wanted to sell their books, whatever it was. So they always said, you know, all these great things and all these, it made it like it seemed like it was perfect. Great example. I was, at, I was listening to this realtor uh, out of Edmonton. And Edmonton right now is a little flat. So the market's flat. It's not Toronto or Vancouver. It's not, it's not sinking anymore. It's, 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 it's stabilized. And the rental market's actually pretty strong. But I heard this agent about 60 days ago, two months ago, two and a half months ago, who runs these workshops out of Edmonton telling all of these people to raise rents. Well, now's not the time to be raising rents, but he's telling people to raise rents to make it look like the market's really strong to put bums in the seats to sell this program. And if you go back to 2003, when I started buying, I, did, I, I really had no idea what I was doing. And I, along the path, I, I listened to, I got some bad advice along the way. So 
when Chris and I decided to get into the coaching and the mentoring and the public speaking stuff, we just said, we're going to come as we are. We're going to show up exactly how we are. And sometimes I come on stage with a hat on or a t-shirt. I don't wear shirts and ties and suits. Like I am, we're, we're, we're successful in real estate. We can retire right now if we want it. And it's just, here's who I am. And part of that is speaking the truth all the time. Like I'll be the first one to say, don't do that. That's the biggest piece of shit. Don't buy that. Watch out for this. Watch out for that. And I'm the first one to do that. Whereas back in the day, I never had that. So part of our mandate, when we do our teaching, it's real life shit. And that's actually our slogan. It's no bullshit, real life shit. You know, it's real. And I think yours, yours is like, yours is that too, right? The right club has something like that. We had an event. Yeah. And it was called real people doing real shit. That's what it was. I saw the marketing. I'm like, that is awesome. And it's true. It's real people doing real shit because that's how you get results is following people who are actually playing the game versus following someone who did it 15 or 20 years ago. So that's our mandate is so when you guys come out, if anyone comes out to uh, any of these listeners come out on the 1st of February, I'm going to be showing and talking about my, my, my mistakes, my experiences, what I'm doing today, not just to scale my business, but to how to find the JVs. Because in 2003, when I bought my first property, I got 13 on my own. Now back in, in today's world, that's like five because of banking rules. And all of a sudden banking rules changed that at 13, I needed to find a JV if I wanted to keep on growing. Well, now that's at four or five, you have to start finding JVs. So what lessons did I learn over the years that I could teach that I'm teaching and I can share with people to help them scale their business? That's what we're going to be doing. It's going to be unbelievable. And role playing is a big part of that. You know, I was working with uh, a client the other day and he's like, you know, I want to find a JV. I'm like, okay, well, tell me how you'd find a JV. Let's role play. And he's like, you know, oh, so say we meet in an elevator and this is a, I call it, I have an elevator role play, which, you know, you guys saw a little bit of too. And he, you know, we're, we're role playing this thing. He's like, yeah. So I said, Hey, how, how are you? And he turns to me, he's like, yeah, I'm a real, you know, I'm good. What do you do? And I do this. Hey, what do you do? I'm a real estate investor. I help people make money. He just starts puking all over me. And, and then he starts leading with a product. And the truth is people will buy anything from somebody they trust. If they don't trust you, they don't have faith in you and their fear levels aren't reduced. They're not going to do business with you. You can be selling a vacuum cleaner or a house. It doesn't matter. So don't lead with product. Lead, lead with building a relationship with somebody that they, they, they increase a level of trust with you, that they want to do business with you. Just lessons learned because I was taught to lead with a product, lead with a house, lead with an opportunity for somebody. Well, that's what MLMs do, multi-level marketing companies do. I love MLMs. I've been involved in an MLM, not anymore, but I used to when I was younger. That's what they do. They lead with product. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, just wanted to stop the podcast really quickly to introduce you to this week's sponsor, Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan and his team have been a longtime supporter of the Right Club and now the Right Club podcast. Dylan and his team have been personally helping me find a property in the Hamilton area, and I know for a fact he's helped many Right Club Nation members find their investment property. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much, Alfonso. Proud supporter and sponsor of not just the Right Club and Right Club Podcast, also of Jag Properties and everything you guys all do in your end. So thank you so much for having me on here. Myself, I'm an investor and an agent. I have a team of five that work with Keller Williams, all investors, and we service the Hamilton, Halton, and Niagara region, both for residential and investment-based properties. Just want to leave the podcast with a quick tip for the month. Tip of the month will be winter months bring opportunity to negotiate better prices and extremely favorable terms. If you want the best negotiator in your corner for investment properties or residential real estate, give us a call at 905-592-4220. You can check us out at all the Right Club events, 
email us at info at elevationrealty.ca. Check us out online at elevationrealty.ca. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Back to you, Alfonso. All right. And like Dylan said, if you haven't met him or anybody on his team, definitely check out the next Right Club event. They're there every event. Thank you so much for your support, Dylan. Now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. And that is, it's so important building that relationship because if you are just selling that product and, you know, like one of my first jobs out of school, I was knocking door to door selling home phone and I wasn't worried about building a relationship. I just wanted to close that sale in that 20 minutes that I met totally. that person and then I was on to that next door. And as I, you know, continue on through the career, you realize the relationship is so important because especially a JV, because if you're doing one project with them and, you know, it goes successful, there's probably a good chance you might do two or three or five totally. the lifespan of that, of that joint venture partner. So being transparent, being upfront, giving them the real shit when it does hit the fan, that's the important part is that communication and the relationship. You know, and part, I totally agree, man. And, and here's a little test, a little uh, homework assignment for all your listeners. And even you guys, this is this Chris and I do this on a regular basis. And so here's a little homework. So right now I have my coaching clients. I have at, at any given time. I have, and I have my coaching clients right now write out on a piece of paper. So I get them to write, write out their goals. So I don't you know. Personally, I think goals are all, it's kind of a bunch of bullshit, to be honest with you, because most people don't achieve them. And they don't achieve them because they don't show up to play every single day. And that's why they don't achieve the results. So what I have my coaching clients do is I, I have them write out zero to three month goals, three to six months, and then six months to 12 months. But you only live in the zero to three month world right now. You don't, you know, you don't look at the 12 month goals yet. And you write down five to seven goals. So let's say seven. And of those seven goals, only two of them can be business. What people tend to do, men typically, women will be all, mostly they'll be personal goals. Women will be, or men will be typically all business goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what they tend, what people forget is that you're a direct reflection of your company. Your, your business is a direct, direct reflection of who you are as a person. So if you're a person who lies and is, is deceitful and doing things behind your back, that your, your business is going to operate like that. It's not going to last. And if you're inconsistent in your personal life, you're going to be inconsistent in your work life. You're a direct reflection of your business. So what I have my clients do is they write out their five personal, two business, and then every Friday they rate themselves. They sit back and say, okay, I want to, uh, I just did this with a client yesterday. We're just reviewing their goals. I want to wake up at 4.45 every morning, seven days a week. I want to go to sleep at 10 p.m. every night, every night, 10 p.m. So we're, I'm sitting with you, Jane, we're going over these two goals. And a two over five. And I'm like, how would you rate yourself? And she's like, well, probably a three at going to bed at 10 o'clock because only two nights I did it. And how would you rate yourself at waking up at 445? She's like, probably a five because I did do it, but I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't like it. So people need to be operating at a seven, eight, nine consistently to get change. And the only way to know how you're operating is to tell the truth to yourself on how you're showing up. The next step that we do after 30 days is we go back to the, we ask the, the, you know, the husband and wife team, for example, they now rate each other, but they don't rate each other unless they have the permission from the other to rate them. So if I'm with Krista, I will go up to Krista and say, Hey, Krista, or Chris will come up to me and say, Hey, can you rate me on a scale of one to 10 and how I did? And I'll say, yeah, you showed up as a six. Are you open to some feedback? And at that point in time, she can say, no, I'm not. Or she'll say, yes, I am. Because the common mistake that people make all the time is they give feedback when someone's not wanting it or they're not open to it. So if you don't ask for permission to give feedback and they don't want it, they're just going to say, beat it. I don't want, like, screw you. I'm doing this right. 
So it, people have to be operating at a seven, eight, nine in their personal world to hit their goals in order to achieve, achieve results. That does two things. If you're consistently operating at a seven, eight, nine in your, in your personal goals that you want to achieve, that means you're going to be accountable. That means you're going to be reliable. That means you're going to be dependable. Well, what does that do? It actually increases the level of trust that you put off from yourself to others. Well, what does that do? Well, that attracts people to you. So by attracting people to you, because you're achieving all of the results and the goals and the tasks that you want, because you're consistently operating at a seven, eight, nine, money's just going to come and opportunity is just going to come flowing in at you versus people just say, oh, I need a joint venture partner. I need a joint venture partner. Oh my God, I got to read this book. I got to read this. Well, let's start taking stuff away from that. We might have goals of, hey, let's read business books. Let's read a JV book. Let's go to this course. Those are goals. But then we got to start changing how we show up in the world because most people don't, don't operate at seven, eight, nines all the time. And then the other mistake they do is they try to take on 10, 15 things at once when let's just focus on five to seven so you can get some, ten, some real results that build confidence and energy and attracts more energy towards you. Yeah. And I really like it how you also break it down where it's like not like a five year or a whole year, but it's a lot shorter terms. And, and just to have that consistent reminder of every single week, how did you do that week? Because I think like, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I'll put my goals down and then I'll look at it, but like maybe once a month, maybe after that, a couple months go by and you're really ultimately like you might, I'm probably doing myself a disservice in the long run because I'm not on top of them every single week. And just reminding myself, like everything that I do are based on these goals. Totally. So here's another common problem. I think this is just my own views of it. When do you write your goals, Sarah? I actually try to do them at the end of the year before the year starts. And, and I like to keep them so that I can see like in 2018, 2017, like where my, my goals were. But one of the things I would say is these are like higher level goals of like, here's what I want to accomplish for the whole year. And I think that sometimes things get in the way and life gets in the way that you're like, okay, well, which one can I focus on? And then instead of, because I have like 20 and maybe that's (laughs) much as well, then, you know, like I'm not thinking about them every single day. Life gets in the way and other things happen. And then all of a sudden it's like mid-year and like, oh crap, I still have to do like these 10 or I I still haven't done anything. And then you've got some that are left over that you say, carry this, carry this over. So, so let me ask you this question is what kind of energy do you have? What's your state of mind in, between December 20th and January 1st? What kind of energy are you in? Are you in a high vibrating energy? Let's get, let's get shit done. No. Or are you in a, oh, I'm going to chill out and have a glass of wine and a coffee energy. To be honest, I'm in the mood of like, okay, so I'm not a, I'm not really a Christmas person. I think it's mostly because of... <laughs> I think it's mostly because of the winter and, uh, and then all right. of the, just the chaos around it. And we tried to like, so you, so you actually slow down. Uh, yes and no. And energetically you slow down. Energetically. Yes. And I think it's, it's cold. You don't want to go outside. I saw your pictures. You're chilling out. You're at lakes, <laughs> jumping in lakes, you know, you're doing ice plunges. So here's my point. I don't like writing my goals at the new year because I'm too Zen. I'm too chill. Hmm. I write my goals when my brain is firing and I typically will do my goals in, in like April, May when I'm back on track. That's, you know, like that's a huge thing. You know what? That is a game changer because that is when I'm like, okay, cool. Summer is coming. Like I am on the game. 
and I have more energy. I want to keep going. That's like, I need to adapt that. So as, as mammals, as animals, because we're kind of like animals, what do animals do in the winter? They hibernate. Their, their metabolism, everything slows down because there's no food for them to eat. So they have to slow their energy down. What happens in the spring? Well, they ramp back up. And it's no different, I, I feel. And I'm not trying to get into some like spiritual stuff. And this is just how I think. And I think that all people should be doing their goals when they're at their best, not when they're slowing down. And it's okay to have... So like what I do is I do, I do my three, six, nine, ten, oh, sorry, three, six, 12 month goals, but I also have five and 10 year goals. I have those and I don't look at them all the time. I don't read my goals every day, but I live in a world that I don't like I'm, I live in these three, six, 12 month targets that I, I, I vibrate at a seven, eight, nine. And if I'm, if I'm conquering those five to seven things on a consistent basis, those five and 10 year goals, which constantly change by the way. Just because you set it today to achieve it in five years, it's going to change. It can change in six months. It can change in four years and in six months. So the, the key is to always be doing things that are moving the dial to get you where you want to get. The other strong advice is to change where you write your goals. That's why people go to the gym January 1st and they're out of the gym January 15th. But gym memberships go through the roof during that time and they decide you can do a 12-month term. And that you still have to pay the 50 bucks a month for, for, you know, for 12 months. Right. Yeah. I love what you said because like December and like the holidays, it feels like it's like the, the weekend of the year, you know, like mm -hmm. everybody's like, Oh, it's December now. Okay. Well, like, you know, when like on a Friday afternoon, you're like, oh, I'll do it Monday. Like, so mm -hmm. you start getting into December. It's like, I'll do it next year. Right. I'll totally. just put it off the next year and push it off. I love that into the spring. And, and I know like yourself and your family, you guys go on vacations and travel and, you know, like hikes and, and long treks and stuff like that. Like when you're going on, like say climbing a mountain, let's say we're all going to go climb Mount Everest. We all know we want to get to the peak, but it's like the mm -hmm. first goal, let's get to the first rest stop, right? Have some water, get some more energy. Yeah. That's, that's called camping. Yeah. That's called camping. You know, like you can't climb a mountain like this consistently every single day. You climb, you camp. And that's now, you, then you create a base camp. You climb, you can't create a base camp. You climb, you can't create a base camp. And it's no different when I was building my portfolio. And this is all stuff we're going to be talking about on February 1st is how to properly build your portfolio. Cause you just can't go, you know, like 80, 90 miles an hour, hair blowing back. Just, you can't do that consistently for seven, 10 years. It's impossible. And, you know, I have another coaching client. This guy has eight or 12 properties uh, 16 doors are all sweeted and he hasn't been on a vacation no we have our targets i'm like dude go take your wife and kid on a 10-day vacation in mexico so they went for a week they go for a week and he sends me a text he's like yeah we just extended it a week so now they went for two weeks this is his first vacation ever in like you know in years and we're texting back and forth and he's like uh, i can't believe all the ideas and the thoughts that are coming to me like i feel pumped I said, great, don't do anything with them. Just write them down, write them down, make notes. And the other thing I have my clients do is I have them get a bind, a, bind, a book, like a coil book, I can't find it. They get a coil book and on every page is an idea page. So one page will be relationship with my wife page. Next page is how to, a renovation 
page. The next page is a, a staff page. Next page is a workout page. Next page is a Jared page. So every time I have an idea, I have a place to put that idea. The mistake people make is they keep all their ideas in their head or they make a running list of everything that's all blended. So if you have an idea page for, or a page for every, every thought compartment, now you can take that idea and, oh, that's a Jared Hope idea. I'm going to put that on the Jared Hope page. Oh, that's something I want to do for my wife. I want to put that on the relationship. Oh, that's something I want to do for my staff. I'm going to put that on the tilt. So now I'm starting to categorize all my ideas, which cleans up my thoughts, which allow me to be more successful. So, and this is turning into like a self-help coaching call, but, but at the end of the day, this is all ways to attract partners. Because if you can't control the thoughts and all your energy and all the stuff you want to do, you're not going to attract people. So could you imagine sitting down with a JV partner and having a conversation like this with them? Here's how I capture all my ideas. Here's how I run my business. Here's how I, here's how I view uh, my staff. And here's how I'm going to manage the portfolio. And here's the types of, like, and it's all right here. You can look at it. You want to talk about building confidence? That's how you build confidence. Building confidence in a person you're communicating with makes them want to come closer to you. In, in life or end in slash business, which makes them want to do business with you. So now when you come up to him and say, hey, Alfonso, I got this property. Can you review it for me? I'm thinking about buying it. I, you might not be interested, but I'm, you know, would you be interested? Can you review it for me? Because I need some feedback and I trust you. All of a sudden I'm increasing. It's, it's like kind of like a, you're leaving cookie crumbs along the trail and you're seeing who's going to follow you to do business with. Absolutely. I mean, they, there is a saying that it's like 95% mindset in anything that you do for your success. So I, I do truly, truly believe that. So I, I do wanna switch gears a little bit because you mentioned that you're gonna show people how to scale and, and how to create processes and procedures as well, like as they're yeah. gaining more properties. Because we do have a lot of listeners some are new as well, but we still have a lot of listeners with a handful of properties and they're yeah. looking at scaling or they have 10 properties or they've been in the industry for a while. And sometimes I, I find that the industry caters a lot to the, the level one, as an example, or maybe level two. But to me, you're like level 10, right? In, in terms of, of your knowledge and your expertise and all of that stuff. What, uh, you know, for, for those folks, what uh, are you going to be covering? So let me ask you this question, Sarah, what's the number one mistake or not number one, because that's all depends on your view, but what's a common mistake that investors make with their real estate portfolio? So let's say they have five properties. What's a common mistake those, that one person will do with those five properties? I think not plan ahead, um, not have the right team in place, not have the right processes and procedures. And Alfonso, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. Yeah. What about you? I, I, the first thing, the first thing that jumps to mind is that maybe they, they try to do it all themselves. Yeah. Right. They're trying to do it all. Themselves. Great. Well, here's my view of it. I agree with both you guys, but I think the number one mistake investors make is they hold on to the property for way too long. And because I think if you have five properties, you could actually manage, even if you had a full-time job, you could, depending on what you're buying and where you're buying, obviously there's some, there's some caveats to that. But I think you could have a full-time job and run, manage a successful portfolio of 10 to 12. I think you'd easily do that if you bought the right properties with the right system. I but I think we're people- That's what I've got and that I still yeah. work full-time. <laughs> Yeah, but I think you could, I think you can I think you can easily do it with the right structure. You buy the right properties, you have the right structure in the team. That's all system stuff. But when you go to scale your business, I think that I feel the number one mistake investors make is they hold on to the property too long. And and this is a lesson that I've learned over the years and I and I teach it. I all get all my coaching clients with this. And you know, last time I was out there, I did a presentation for you guys, uh, eight years versus 25 years, how to retire in eight and 16. And we're going to dive deeper into this because I had people coming to me afterwards. So it's really hard for me to do a 30 minute presentation to really give all the meat and potatoes out. 
So it's very, it's very like general. It's very theory based, right? Every presentation is like that. It's, it's, it's really hard. So I had people come up to me and this, the, the point of the eight years is if after eight years, if real estate goes up 2%, 2%, that's it, really conservative. Even in Alberta, we're going to see 2% growth year over year for the next eight years. And if you see 2% growth, that's it. And you cash flow $600 a month, that's it. And because you get those, you get those all day long in Alberta, you can get that outside in Burlington and, and, you know, in the GTA, you can find those all day long. And then with your mortgage pay down, so on an, on a $400,000 house, $450,000 house, the average mortgage buy down is $10,000. Your average cash flow is 8,800 to 9,600 a year. And then your appreciation is 10 grand. So a year. So if after eight years you sell that house, or revisit it to sell the house or reevaluate it, sorry, to see if you want to sell it or keep it. But at eight years, you could sell that house, take your money out of that house, go buy two more houses. So you sell one to buy two, so you've doubled your portfolio, but you also put forty, fifty thousand dollars into your bank account. So you're actually starting to pad your account. So I had someone come up to me after your guys' event. They're like, wow, you know, what happens if uh, I get uh, 10% return or 8% return? I'm like, great. I would do that every three years. So that's how you can scale your business. And then if you get, if you get 1% return, well, now you can just hold on to that house for 10 or 12 years. So there's, it's, it's all about planning and, and, and understanding how the market works and understanding this phrase. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Always be a pig. And when you turn into a hog and you're getting 8, 10% return, everyone thinks like, oh my God, that's awesome. That's un unbelievable. Well, what goes up comes down. And if it goes down and you're still in the game, you're screwed. So always be taking money off the table to put it back into your account to play the game properly. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to actually be diving really deeper, a lot, is that really deeper? A lot deeper into how does this work? Like what happens in Toronto when, in the GTA, when, when real estate's going up eight, 10, 12% a year. Now what, how do you scale it then? How do you see the signs? How do you know uh, to sell the house? How do you know when to keep it? So we're going to break that down even further. Um, but scaling your business, whether you want to go from one to two, two to five, five to 10, it doesn't matter. You, you're you're going to need to understand the market. You're going to need to understand how to play the game. You need to understand banking rules. But more importantly, you're also going to need to know how to attract money. Like it or not, scaling your business will involve joint ventures. And if you build your business properly and you have the proper success, finding joint, joint ventures is easy. You just got to know when they show up and then how to move them along the path because they will just naturally come. So... So I have this, this idea that for me personally, I really wanted to have my own portfolio before I started working with JB. So now that I'm like looking at going down to part-time hours or like doing something with, with the job industry, I will ideally have more time. So now mm -hmm. that I've had my portfolio of X amount of properties that I own outright without a venture partner, I mean, I don't own them out, right? There's mortgages on them. Now I'm open to, to joint venturing. Now, is that the right strategy? Like, or is it better to start joint venturing and thinking about it like from house oh, one or property? Sarah, great question. I was just looking for a binder. I, have, I can't find it. I'm sitting at my wife's desk, so I'm not actually in my office. I don't care if you, like, I, I get you. I love your question. And the answer is yes and no, uh, and no and yes. I have coaching clients that have no property and they have no money. They might, they might have 15 grand. The common way it's taught is, hey, uh, go out there and find a property 
and go pitch them this property, tell them about the cash flow, tell them you belong to this group, tell them that you're supported by this group over here and you belong to this network and you, they teach you this and this and this. That's, the, that's typically how groups teach uh, joint venturing, joint venture secreting and joint venture tips and all that stuff like that. Here's my belief on how to do it. And here's what we're going to teach February 1st. I have clients right now. They have $22,000, not enough to buy a house. They have no experience in real estate, but how do you get experience without owning real estate? Well, here's how go create a binder, go create a binder and every page. So in that binder, you have tabs and in that tab, it's going to be, I'm going to use Edmonton for an, as an example, just because I know the area really well. You're going to have Northwest tab. You're going to have a Northeast tab. You're going to have a Southeast tab. You're going to have a Southwest tab in that tab. You're going to turn the tab over and you're going to have single family houses with garages another a, a page and then behind that page is you're going to have a, you're going to go research all of these 10 to 15 properties in this northwest section with houses with uh, double attached garages here's the rents here's the mls listings here's what they sold for here's the schools here's the tenant profile here's how many starbucks and tim hortons and winners and and walmarts and here's everything that's in this area and then the next page in this northwest tab is gonna to be uh, townhouses, duplexes, suited houses, condos in that Northwest section. And that's really easy to find. A realtor will set you up on a search, they'll set you up on a search and they'll send you the MLS listings that are sold. So you can do all of that research without bothering anybody. And you're gonna do the same thing for every single quadrant in the city. So now you go sit there and what's happening is you're getting experience without actually buying a property. So you're getting experience on the market. You're seeing what houses are cash flowing the best. You're seeing what houses and products are selling for what. You're seeing how long they sit on the market. You're understanding the schools, the hot lunch programs, the city, the tenant profile. You're understanding everything. It's going to take you about six to eight months to do it. But now you sit down with a joint venture partner and you say, hey, Sarah, listen, I understand you might are thinking about investing in real estate. I've Man, I've broken out this whole entire city and here's the three products that I want to buy and here's where I want to buy them. Here's the schools that are go there. Here's the tenant profiles. Here's how much they make. Here's what they drive. Here's where they shop. And here's where I'm going to buy. What does that do? Well, it gives me confidence to have the conversation with you. But more importantly, it boosts up your level of trust for me. That says, hey, I'm, I can give this guy money. He hasn't done it. But my money's safe with him because he's done all the homework. Now, that's all theory-based. That's all theory. That's all theory that I'm, I'm going to be spewing through, through this binder. But now I can go back and say, here's the systems that I've created as well. Here's my reporting for property management. Here's how I'm gonna find the tenants. Here's my paperwork for the leases. Here's how I'm gonna screen those tenants, blah, 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 blah. So it's almost like a marketing plan that you have to create, which is what we're gonna do February 1st. So that's just one thing that I get my, my clients to do and we have mass success with that. And that's, and that's the great part because it's within your own control. What the market does, oh. things change, how, how many days on the list. That's within your control that you're going out there and things, like you said, it takes six to eight months to find out all those different quadrants, all those different types of properties. And as you're going to that, you might revisit that and say, well, three months ago, it was doing this. Now it's doing that. Totally. And you can start picking up on trends. What did it do six months before? And when you have that information, you're acquiring that and that JV comes and speaks to you and you can speak intelligently about that. That Again, builds that trust, builds that relationship that that partnership is based on. So here's what I would do if I were Sarah. So great, great point, uh, which led me to think of this. If I were Sarah, I would do this binder as well. Maybe not as detailed because you have properties. So you can actually put your own properties in there. But I would actually write out a summary. I wouldn't type it out. I would actually handwrite it out. The reason why you want to handwrite stuff is because it, it ties the motion into, into it for the reader. 
So if you were to, and you'd probably have really pretty writing, whereas Alfonso would be like chicken scratch. No one could. I haven't seen my writing actually. My <laughs> <laughs> well, and Alfonso would have really pretty writing. And, but if you wrote out your experience with that house here, I bought this house thinking this, you know, I've had it for five years. Here's what it's done. You know, I would buy this house 10 times over, or I would never buy this house again. Here's what I've learned by this. The tenants have been this and this and this. Okay. So now when the reader reads it, all you're doing is increasing the level of trust for the reader. Sarah, if you could take your 10, 15, 20, 30 properties, whatever it is that you own and put in the MLS listing, put in the pro forma, uh, of what you thought it would be because there's two different pro formas. There's what you think it's going to be. And then the real pro forma, because no one ever talks about real performance. And if you, if you actually do the real numbers and then summarize, do a summary of that house, you're going to jack up the level of interest from a JV partner. Now, how does somebody do that? Who hasn't actually bought a property just the same. So they can go every single, when they, when this back to this binder for these people who, haven't actually bought a property when they've narrowed it down to the two, three types of properties that they want. Then I want them to go do the exact same thing, pro forma pictures of the area, and then a, a write up of why they would buy that property or why they wouldn't buy that type of property. Because what they're trying to do is once again, increase the level of comfort and trust that they're giving to their potential money person, money partner, because money people, if someone came up to me and said, Hey, Jared, can I, you know, I want to do this real estate deal with you, blah, blah, blah. And I need 200 grand. And I'd be like, yeah, well, what have you done? Well, I haven't done it, but I belong to this group. They're going to teach me all this stuff. I'm going to be like, no, not a chance. I'm not giving you 200 grand. But if they came up to me and said, here's a binder. I've researched a hundred properties. I have all the communities dialed in this and this and this and this. All of a sudden I'd be like, yeah, okay. I might, I might think about this now. I just need the goal for, I need them to go from no, I won't. So yeah, I might do this. And then I got them. I might not get them right away, but within 12, 24 months, I'm going to bring them in. That's, that's really interesting. So I'm super excited because it sounds like February 1st will be like jam packed with like tons of information. I'm excited for it. I think I'm going to learn tons myself. Like I, it sounds like it's going to be something that's going to work for anybody that's starting out or somebody like me that has like 10 properties or even somebody like Alfonso that has, I don't know how many you have Alfonso, like 150, but, but it, it, you know, just even just tightening up our processes or procedures, like the whole goal stuff, like it, it sounds like it's going to be an absolutely awesome day with, uh, with tons of information and take home stuff. Sarah, it's going to be mind blowing. And I've done, you know, these types of events on my own for years now, and they're different. You know, like we swear it's, it's really come as you are. I, I don't like notes. I don't like people taking, you're welcome to take notes, but I really feel that people should just sit in it and feel it. And, and cause I, I think every time you make a note, you actually take away from the, the subject and you actually tune out what you're listening to. We're going to have, you're welcome to take notes. Just, just my view of it. But we're going to have a handout package for those people who, you know, that sample binder, like I have a sample JV that you can literally just, you're going to be able to take out my example properties and insert your example properties. I'm going to show people how to approach people to, I don't want to say lure them in, but I don't want to say bait them either. That's, that's the wrong word. But I'm going, to, I'm going to show people how to lay cookie crumbs along the trail for people to follow. And I had a guy at one of my events a few months ago, he had a hundred properties. He has a hundred properties. And he walked up to me right after. He's like, that was the best event I've ever seen. So whether you have a hundred or you have zero, there's something to learn. Because if you have a hundred, you might not be wanting to scale, but there's still how to deal with JVs and how to deal with the banks and how to show up differently to attract different tenants and different situations and how to view things different. 
you know, we're just not going to be spewing real estate and I'm not, you know, it's just not, I'm just not going to puke on you. I don't have a lot of slides. It's a lot of talking, a lot of examples, a lot of role playing. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll answer it right on the spot. There's so much time for Q&A that if you walk out with any questions unasked, that's your fault uh, because there's so much opportunity to ask your questions. It's going to be awesome. And that's, and that's the fortunate part, the Right Club Nation. Like Jared is really passionate about what he does and he's built an amazing business. And now he's going to give us the, you know, the, the tips, the tricks and his things that he learned along the way that you can only find out by doing it, right? And by being in that room, I think it's going to be a really good energy. Jared, actually, you know, we say we have a give a shit meter on the people that are on <laughs> stages and it's just off the chart. It's like an 11 out of 10 yeah. on, you know, how much Jared actually cares because getting to know Jared throughout this process of him coming in October and us kind of communicating and organizing for the February 1st event, he actually cares. He's not going to put his name on something or, or do something that is just half-assed. And whether that's his own real estate business, his coaching, or coming and presenting, that's what we're excited about. And um, yeah, and we're not going to let the distance because we're, we're bringing him in from uh, Kelowna to come in and speak uh, to, to our amazing group. So it's going to be an awesome event. Make sure that you're, you're there for that. And uh, there's, there's going to be more info coming out about that, how you can register. And uh, there might be even a little secret surprise for those people that register early uh, for, that, for, that, uh, for the Friday night. So stay tuned for that info. I, I, want, I want to know about that secret surprise now. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be there. <laughs> I think you'll be there. <laughs> Awesome. So, so Jared, I mean, you know, super excited that you're coming down. We can definitely ask you tons of questions, but like Right Club Nation, come on out, register for the February 1st event. Definitely not an event to miss. You will want to be there. I want to be there myself. I know Alfonso wants to be there himself and uh, super excited. And I want to be, and I want to be there. <laughs> That's how good it is. I, I, I'm, I, I know it's going to be a ton of value. It's going to be a ton of value. And it's like, I hate going to those events where it's like very surface and you don't actually get to the, like the deeper information and knowledge. But uh, I've seen you speak on stage, even with 30 minutes, like you were still able to give us some actual concrete information that you can take home and, and, uh, and starts applying so that we can get better. We can get to 150 properties. And I think, you know, we were talking about it in the beginning, not to get to necessarily 150 properties, but you built processes and procedures over time. Oh. And, uh, and that's a huge piece as well, because if you are looking at scaling, you know, it doesn't have to be 150 properties, but uh, processes and procedures and, and organizing your business. I mean, that's huge. That's huge. Well, that, that was the mistake that I didn't have when I, when I was growing my business because no one was teaching me. No one was telling me to build the systems, build the structure, build the foundation. It was just go buy real estate, go buy real estate, go buy real estate, hit this next level, hit this next level. And that's what we did. And we made so many mistakes along the way where it's like, okay, you want 150, that's great, go do it. You know, but you got to be building and creating at the same time so you're always protecting your business. I wasn't doing that. And in 2008, when I went to 2010, when we almost went bankrupt, it was purely because we had zero systems. We had zero systems and zero structure to support our business. And, you know, so in 2010, when I had two months left to go before I was literally bankrupt, it's like, okay, we have got to fix this. And, you know, it was either go get a job or fix the portfolio and go bankrupt or, or fix the portfolio. And we decided to fix the portfolio. And that's when we started making all these changes to the date to, to the two now it's 2020 and you know like life is pretty darn good we're cash flowing like crazy and you know we can go anywhere we want in the world now it's fantastic because of those lessons that i learned in 2008 9 10.
because I had no systems. Everyone looks like a genius when the market's going up. When the market's going up and up and up and there's 300 people coming to showings for, uh, or 30 people or 300, whatever's going on out there, when there's many, many people showing up for showings, everyone looks like a genius. When your place is vacant for 60 days, so many people fail. And that what, that's what happened in Alberta. It's happened out, out in Ontario before and BC before. And it's, it's all about building the right structure and foundation now when the market's good because people don't think like that. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, and everyone turns into a hog when the market's hot. Yeah, you want to be the pig, not the, not the hog. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Just there you fat. go. Awesome. So we're going to go to the final part of the podcast, our lightning rounds. Alfonso and I will take turns asking you the same questions that every investor that comes on the show gets. You ready? Yeah, I'm nervous. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation. I just wanted to take a quick moment here it is Sarah Larby and I'm here with Laurel Simmons and we have some really exciting news for you. And we heard you, we heard your emails and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online, coast to coast, accessible at any time of day. And you can be in your pajamas like I am right now and you can access our great content. And what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have videos, recordings of live events that we've held. We have webinars. We have, we'll have our podcast information up there. We'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things. You'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood, local for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly. And as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along. And we really want you to join and become part of our online community. Absolutely. This is the first. And in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys, come and grow with us. Join our online community. Register and come and say hi and check out the amazing things. Yeah, and all you have to do is go to therightclub.com and you'll find us there. It's easy to register, it's free, and hop on. We can't wait to see you there. Guys, come and grow with us. And now, back to the show. Go ahead. All right, question number one, Jared. What is the best advice that you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Uh, I'm going to say the best advice I've ever received is from neither. It's from a hockey coach. His name is Darren Eastcott. And when I was, I was quite the hockey, I was a pretty decent hockey player back in the day. And he comes up to me and he's like, Jared, I'm going to tell you the success for life. And, and at the time I was 14 years old. I didn't really care about it. I didn't really listen to it, but he says the three H's, uh, the three H's are the key to success. First H is hard work. And you always have to have work hard and no matter what you do. The second one is heads up. Always keep your heads up. See what's coming. See what's around the corner. Try to you know, be aware of all your surroundings. And the third is be humble. And those three things will be the key to success. And no matter, just in life, no matter what you do. So it'd be a hockey coach, Darren and Scott. That's awesome. I love that three H's. And heads up probably helps out too on the hockey, uh, on the, uh, on the rig too. So you don't get plastered through the boards or knocked into next two. Well, I, I, I didn't listen <laughs> I didn't listen to that one because my hockey career ended from concussions. So I, yeah, my head wasn't up, but now it is. So. Well, and that, with that flow, that's yeah. a perfect, uh, that's yeah. hockey hair. I just got a haircut, nice. man. I, I just nice. got a haircut. Nice. Hair <laughs> hair okay, go. Sure. Okay. Question yeah. number two, 
what is your favorite real estate investing resource? Oh, uh, my real, uh, man, great question. New investors. And I'm going to say new investors right now because a lot of my coaching clients are people who have zero to three, zero to four properties and they want to scale. And these guys really keep me grounded because it makes me realize how easy mistakes can be made and how I have to always be focusing on my business and, and managing my business to protect it. So I'm going to say new investors because they're all eager. They're all eager to get going and just go, 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 go. And they lose sight of one, their purpose and their why and their vision. And they lose sight of how to properly run a business and how to structure it because they just don't know. It's a great answer. I think that's the first time we get an answer like that. So thank you. It's, <laughs> that's good. And, and, it, and it's good. It's, I mean, it's good food for thought because it's, it's definitely very true. So question number three, what is the one attribute, Jared, that has made you most successful? A while ago, I was playing hockey well, a long time ago, and I had this power skating instructor. And she comes in and I wanted to go back and play in the NHL. So I got hurt and I took four years off and I wanted to go back and play in the NHL. And so I hired this lady as a power skating instructor slash coach. And she comes up to me. She's like, are you willing to be misunderstood? And I'm like, uh, yeah, like what, 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 is, what does that mean? And she's like, along the way on your journey back, people are going to be telling you you're stupid. You can't do it. You know, go get a job and go back to school and go live life. So she's like, you're going down a path where people are going to try to you know, shit on you and knock you down. Are you willing to be misunderstood? And I didn't know what that meant until I, uh, and even though I went down that path and I, you know, everyone was supportive and all that stuff. So I didn't really experience it then. Once I left my job in 2008 and I, in 2010, I didn't started doing a lot of public speaking in 2010. So we're coming out of bankruptcy and I started teaching people my, my stories and I stand up on stage and people would, you know, I'd go up on these stages and they'd be like, don't say this and this and this, but I'd go up on stage and I'd say whatever I wanted and I'd say the truth and I'd say all this stuff. And I started getting really misunderstood uh, then. And so back to the three H's heads up, hard work and humble. So my, my humbleness started going away because I started getting misunderstood. And then I started wanting to fit in and be liked by everybody. So I started, you know, just the energy started shifting and then it started creating relationship problems with my wife and my kids. And so I, I had to grow up a lot. So the advice that I'd give people is in real estate, you have to be willing to be misunderstood because if you're not, and you try to conform to what everyone else wants you to be, you'll never have success. You'll never leave the box. You'll never leave the rat race if you're not willing to be misunderstood. Because if you think about it, everyone's going to sit there and say, you can't do this. Or if they, if they haven't done it, they're not going to go up to you and say, yeah, good job, Sarah. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. Because that's going to actually potentially downplay what they've done in their lives. And no one wants to shit on their lives. So they'll actually hold you back from getting success. So if you're willing to be misunderstood, you'll have success. Wow. That's brilliant, man. That's uh... I've never heard it put that way. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about certain things when I'm talking to people and, and putting that kind of spit on it. Yeah, that's, that's great advice, guys. This is because this is it doesn't it doesn't mean that I'm right all the time. It doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong. We just have a different view of stuff. And the only one that I'm not willing to be misunderstood with is my wife and my kids. That's it. You know, if, if there's a listener out, out there that, you know, is, oh, this guy's an asshole. And this, that's cool. That's, he has his right to his opinion. And he's seeing me or you or, or, or Sarah through their filters. And their filters are based off of how they were raised and, and brought up through their family and their history, which, was, which is created through their grandparents, which is created through their grandparents. So they have their own filters on how they see, see things. And so that's why if I'm willing to be misunderstood, I can't 
portray my life and my views into you guys or into you, Alfonso, for you to let, for you to see it my way. You have your views, I have my views. There's times where we're not going to see eye to eye. That doesn't mean I'm wrong or you're wrong or I'm right and you're right. So that's all mindset. And if I'm willing to be misunderstood and I understand that you're, it's okay for you to have your views and it's not personal, it's not about me and it doesn't mean I'm wrong, I'll have tons of success in life. And my wife and I actually deal with us all the time. She's like, I don't know how you do your job. She's like, I couldn't do it because she's not willing to be misunderstood like I am. I'll have a conversation with someone and they'll be like, and they'll hate me. And I'm like, yeah, that guy hates me. She's like, what do you do about that? I'm like, nothing. I'm not going to do anything about that. I said my piece. I've made my, I, I said my position. She doesn't have to agree with it or she doesn't have to agree with it. Yeah. It's, it's not our job to change people's opinions and, and they don't want, they're not willing to change. If they're willing to learn and accept and take the, that advice or, or get that feedback, then yes, we want to help them. And it's not our job to, to change their views. They, they have to do that. They have to. We have- and, and, and dude, that's the, that's a common problem with joint venturing. People are out there looking for JVs. And they're not willing to be misunderstood. So then they'll do a JV partner or they'll go find a JV and that JV wants this and this and this. So they're like, yeah, okay, I'll whatever. I'll just conform to your way versus no, here's how, here's the structure. Here's how I do it. Here's what I want. Here's what I look for. Here's who I'm looking for. You're not a fit. Sorry, you're out. And that's, you know what, on that note, that's like a big shift that we took in our business is for a long time at the beginning, when we first started getting JVs, it's like, oh my God, this person is going to give us money. Okay, let's not ask mm. too many questions. Let's not make it too difficult. Yeah. Versus now, it's like, no, this is our structure. If you want to invest with us, you're going to have to do A, B, and C. Okay, you're not sure with this. Let us explain to you why we do that. With it. If you don't want oh, to, right. no problem. We're not the only oh, person. So no, that, that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I know, you know we're, we're getting right to the end of the lightning round here. We could go on for, geez, we're, we could go on for a whole day. And I think that day is going to be yeah. February 1st. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna get to the last question here—the lightning round—and it's uh, here we're a little bit later than you. You guys are uh, you're on Western time, but it's a Sunday morning. What's Jared Hope doing? What are you doing on a Sunday morning? Ah, uh, dude, today's the best day ever. So my daughter plays at a hockey academy out here in Penticton, uh, Okanagan Hockey Academy. So she's so she has a game at 12:45. So after here, I'm gonna go have coffee with Krista, and then we're heading to Penticton, which is about 45 minutes away. Watch hockey. Then we're leaving the game. Kenzie's getting a ride with a friend and we're bolting back to Kelowna because my son plays hockey and I could watch my kids play hockey guys all day long. It is it, not only are they good, but they're just like, they're just good human beings. They're phenomenal kids. They, they watch them interact with their friends on the, on the ice is amazing. And then my wife and I are heading up to, we have a place up at Big White, which is a, a local ski resort just outside Kelowna. We have a house up there. So we're going to go head up there for one or two nights and just her and I just chill out because her parents are in town and we have free babysitters. So we're going to go uh, just, you know, leave that up to you guys to imagine what we're going to be doing. And uh, <laughs> nice. it's gonna, yeah, so that's what we're doing today. It's been, it's going to be awesome. That sounds amazing. Amazing, amazing. So I'm guessing because you're looking on your right that Krista yeah. is sitting nearby. Yeah. Hi, Krista. She's do you see her? She's oh, she's reading a book. So uh, she's yes, she's yes, she's nice. reading the Robin Williams book right now. Oh, very cool. And mm. it's his uh, autobiography about Robin Williams and all the stuff that he went through in his life. And so she just won't put this book down. It's driving me mental. So uh, so anyways, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, awesome. So Jared, other than February 1st at the Wright Club at the Burlington Holiday Inn, where can the Wright Club Nation and our listeners find out more about you and reach out to uh, they, uh, Instagram. I'm, I'm, I love Instagram. So uh, the company is Till Proper Group on Instagram or the Jared Hope on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Till Proper Group Facebook. And then obviously our website, www.tillgroup.ca. And then uh, that's kind of, and then watch out for me at the Right Club. We're going to come out and we're going to crush it out there for you guys. And you guys, it's going to be, you guys, it's just going to be awesome. And the energy that's going to be created out of that out of that room that day is going to be it's going to be unbelievable. You guys, are, you guys are going to love it. Super pumped! Always love when we have a chance to talk with you, Jared. I you know made like a half page of notes, and I was still listening yeah. while you were making well, I was making the notes. Yeah, because I don't because I don't like people making notes. Well, you know, there's just so much good information here in this short period of time. I want to I'm going to revisit this, but uh, any last words that you want the right club nation to uh, to know? Uh, yeah, man, there's lots and. If you're, if you're, if whether you want to scale your business from your first property or, or get your next five or six, or you're sitting on eight and you don't know what to do with it, come on out to the event. You know, the cost is minimal. What's the cost? Like it's like a couple hundred bucks to come out. And, you know, first of all, you can expense it. You're going to hang out with some cool people. You're going to be able to network. I will guarantee you walk out with anywhere from three to 25 tips on what you can possibly do with your portfolio. As you grow your business, it's so in real estate, it's so important to hang out with people who are actually playing the game. And that's what I love about Right Club. And I love that all you guys up on stage are playing it. And I've been to other events where that's just not happening. They haven't bought a property in 10, 15 years. And like, I really, I really appreciate what you guys are doing out there. I really appreciate you guys bringing me in. And I just really appreciate the friendships that we're creating and the energy that we're gonna create February 1st together is gonna be epic. It's going to be lightning. I'm so pumped. Come on out. Come on out and come and grow with yeah, us and, uh, and Jared hope as well. I'm going to be there. Alfonso's going to be there. Daniel and Laurel, the four founders. And, uh, and hopefully we will see you as well. Jared, on that note, thank you so much for being on the Right Club Nation. Really appreciate your time and uh, really looking forward to you kicking ass on February 1st. I love it. Thanks guys. Thanks, Jared. Hey, Alfonso, you know what? I am so excited about this February 1st event. I, I want to go there for myself too. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I am like literally reserving a front row spot at the event. Jared is just like, I got off that podcast and I was just like, wow, I felt so much energy. I felt so much good vibes and it's going to be an amazing event. So if you haven't if you haven't registered, if you haven't gone on and, and if you don't know who Jared Hope is and you know, like that podcast was just a little tidbit of how amazing he is, but you know, check him out, follow him on social media. He is a guy that is doing it. We talk about real people doing real shit. This guy's doing it at a super, super high level. And uh, it's amazing that he's now part of the right club community. You know, this is going to be the second time that he's presenting to the right club nation. And yeah, we can't, we can't wait for the February the 1st. So Sarah, why don't you let the listeners know where they can go to register? The rightclub.com and go to the calendars tab on the calendars tab, click February 1st. And uh, literally there's a button that says register. That's all you got to do. The rightclub.com and it's R E I T E. So on that note, guys, I'm looking forward to meeting you as well. I mean, you know, that's the fun part is we get to meet the listeners. We get to meet you that's tuning in every single week and, uh, and you're coming out to this event. And if you can't make it because you're in New Brunswick or you're in Vancouver, I mean, at some point with the, with the online portion, we'll have access and we'll be able to speak to one another. But if you're local in the Burlington area on February 1st, come on out. 
you're going to meet Jared, you're going to meet me, you're going to meet Alfonso, you're going to meet Laurel and Daniel. And we, we just, that's, you know, that's part of the community. So on that note, guys, come and grow with us. And thank you for listening to the Bright Club podcast, Bright Club Nation. Until next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.